Nehemiah chapter 6 verse 1. Now it came to pass when it was reported to Sanballat and Tobiah and to Jeshem the Arabian, those are the pagans who've been against the project all along, and unto the rest of our enemies, that I had builded the wall and that there was no breach left therein, though even unto that time I had not set up the doors and the gates. 2. That Sanballat and Jeshem sent unto me, saying, Come, let us meet together in one of the villages in the plain of Ono, but they thought to do me mischief. Nehemiah knows good and well that these three pagans are his enemies, and they're asking him to join them in a remote location. He knows that they want to kill him. It's pretty obvious. And they've been told that the wall is finished, even though the doors in the gates haven't been put up yet. But other than that, the wall really is finished. All of the breaches are repaired. 3. And I sent messengers unto them, saying, I am doing a great work, so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease whilst I leave it and come down to you? There's a verse in the Bible where Jesus told the disciples, Be as innocent as a lamb, but as wise as a serpent. And that's what Nehemiah is doing here. He knows they want to kill him, but he's pretending he doesn't know. He's being innocent, but he's being wise at the same time. 4. And they sent unto me four times after this sort, and I answered them after the same manner. These pagans had asked Nehemiah four times to meet him in Ono, and he kept saying no. 5. Then sent Sanballat his servant unto me in like manner the fifth time with an open letter in his hand. 6. Wherein was written, It is reported among the nations, and Geshem saith it, that thou and the Jews think to rebel, for which cause thou buildest the wall, and thou wouldst be their king, even according to these words. 7. And thou hast also appointed prophets to proclaim of thee at Jerusalem, saying, There is a king in Judah, and now shall it be reported to the king, according to these words. Come now therefore, and let us take counsel together. This is an accusation that's a lie. They're accusing Nehemiah of wanting to become king of Judah, and that that's the only reason he's building the wall up. And they're making it up completely. And this also is a foreshadowing or a typology of Jesus Christ, because Jesus was accused of wanting to be a temporal king in Judah. Now, he had every right to be a temporal king because he was a direct descendant of King David, but he never wanted to be a temporal king. Jesus is our eternal spiritual king who will reign forever in heaven, and he's waiting for his kingdom to come, and it's coming very soon. His kingdom is not a kingdom of this world, but he was falsely accused by the religious leaders of wanting to be king of the Jews in a temporal sense, but he never wanted that, just as Nehemiah never wanted to be king in Judah at all. 8. Then I sent unto him, saying, There are no such things done as thou sayest, but thou feignest them out of thine own heart. Nehemiah is calling him on his lie, and he's telling Sanballat, You're making all of this up, and it isn't true. 9. For they all would have us afraid, saying, Their hands shall be weakened from the work, that it be not done. But now strengthen thou my hands. Now Nehemiah is talking to the Lord. The book of Nehemiah is written as if Nehemiah is speaking to the Lord, because whenever he's speaking to the listener, it's really clear that the listener is God. This book is like one long prayer written on paper. And he's asking the Lord now to strengthen him to finish the work. 
You know what intimidation is, and that's what's happening to Nehemiah over and over. The pagans are trying every tactic to intimidate him and make him afraid. This letter with a false accusation is an intimidation tactic. And when Jesus was on earth as a man, the Pharisees were constantly trying to use intimidation tactics on him too. And Satan does that to you. He'll whisper things in your ear like, God doesn't love you. You're not good enough. You're a failure. You don't have strong enough faith. You don't deserve to be forgiven. All of that is intimidation tactics. So don't listen to that stuff. 10. And as for me, I went unto the house of Shemaiah, the son of Deliah, the son of Mehetabel, who was shut up, and he said, Let us meet together in the house of God within the temple, and let us shut the doors of the temple, for they will come to slay thee. Yea, in the night will they come to slay thee. They wanted to kill Jesus, and they came to kill Jesus in the night in the Garden of Gethsemane. Evil often will happen at nighttime because people want their evil deeds concealed. This also is a foreshadowing of Jesus Christ. Shemaiah It says he was shut up, which means he was probably old or he was handicapped or something like that. But he is asking Nehemiah to meet with him inside the temple. 11. And I said, Should such a man as I flee? And who is there that being such as I could go into the temple and live? I will not go in. Nehemiah is following the order of the Lord, which is the only priests that are allowed in the temple. And he is not a priest, so he doesn't want to go in there. He doesn't want to violate God's law. He doesn't believe that God will allow him to live if he does that. He also says, I'm the leader of Judah. Why should I hide? 12. And I discerned, and lo, God had not sent him, for he pronounced this prophecy against me, whereas Tobiah and Sanballat had hired him, which means Shemaiah was paid off by the two pagans. Sanballat and Tobiah. And Nehemiah understands this, that he's talking to somebody who's paid off, bought and sold to the pagans. 13. For this cause was he hired, that I should be afraid and do so and sin, and that they might have matter for an evil report that they might taunt me. They knew that if he went into the temple where he's not allowed to be, that they could hold that against him. And that's why they tried to tempt him to go into the temple. Just as Satan tried to tempt Jesus to turn the stones into bread when Jesus had not completed his fast yet. 14. Remember, O my God, Tobiah and Sanballat, according to these their works, and also the prophetess Noadiah and the rest of the prophets that would have put me in fear. They were prophesying against the building of the wall and against Nehemiah to try to get him to stop. So here's a false female prophetess. She was trying to prophesy false things against the building of the wall. 15. So the wall was finished in the twenty and fifth day of the month, Elul, in fifty and two days. That's how long it took, fifty-two days to finish the wall. 16. And it came to pass, when all our enemies heard thereof, that all the nations that were about us feared, and were much cast down in their own eyes, for they perceived that this work was wrought of our God. The nations around Israel heard that the wall in Jerusalem had been built, and they were afraid. They felt bad, because they know the history of the Jews, that the God of the Jews can defeat all of them. And they knew that this wall being built was not a good sign for them. 17. Moreover, in those days the nobles of Judah sent many letters unto Tobiah, and the letters of Tobiah came unto them. Meaning that there is a lot of bad 
characters among the Israelites. They're conversing and in cahoots, in cahoots with the pagans who are against the temple building. There's a lot of people who are Israelites, but they don't have the heart for God that they should. They actually have the heart for temporal safety. They want to not make waves. They want life to be easy. They want the pagans to like them. And that's very sad because there's Christians today like that who are more afraid of the world than they are of the Lord. And they want the world to accept them and like them, and they want to get along and have everything be easy. And those are the kind of Christians who sell out in tough times. They totally sell out to the enemy. Those were the kind of people who Nehemiah was dealing with. 18. For there were many in Judah sworn unto him, which means sworn unto Tobiah. They were siding with Tobiah. Because he was the son-in-law of Shechaniah, the son of Ara, and his son Jehohanan had taken the daughter of Meshalem, the son of Berechiah, to wife. Meshalem was an Israelite, and Tobiah was therefore kind of related to the Israelites because he had married into the tribe of Judah. So that's why a lot of the people of Judah were siding with him, but they shouldn't have been because he was a pagan. And in God's law, we've already read this many times, only women can marry in as an Israelite, not men. Men cannot marry in as Israelites. They have to be born Israelites. It doesn't matter if your mother is an Israelite or not. It only matters if your father is an Israelite, which means all of Tobiah's children would not be Israelites, even though he married an Israelite. So it was really wrong for the Jews to side with him. They should have considered him to be a foreigner. 19. Also they spoke of his good deeds before me and reported my words to him, and Tobiah sent letters to put me in fear. The fellow Jews were making Nehemiah out to be the enemy, even though he was building the temple, and they were making out Tobiah to be a good guy. And Jesus had to put up with the same type of thing in his own time with the Pharisees. And that concludes Nehemiah chapter 6.